All right. I'd like to welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the guys. Back at it again. It's been quite a long time coming, but we're back at it again. Real long time. Real long time. Real long time. It's been a minute. Should we shout out our brother first before we get started? Absolutely. Yeah. Can you go ahead and do that for us, Marcus? Let us know how it's going down. My man, Top at Right Way. Thank you. Appreciate you letting us come through, use the studio. Anybody in Baltimore, please, please, please come through and use Right Way Studios. They're going to treat you lovely. See, you got anything you want to say to welcome the people to what we about to do this evening, brother? Man, it's lit in Right Way right now. I'm not even going to lie. I'm comfortable. Got a headset on. Yeah, I'm feeling good. We we excited about tonight. We in a new chapter, y'all. Couples intimacy. How's that sound? That sound good, right? So we're going to get things started this evening. Um, I know everyone's been seeing our posts throughout the week. Um, so one thing we want to make absolutely clear again is that the whole intent of this episode of The Guys is to be very clear about what intimacy is meant to many of us, um, especially at the point when we were a little bit younger. Um, But now being married, um, having children, um, having went through developing different relationships, this is now our opportunity to see where our intimacy has graduated to, what our views are now and how they affect our lives on an everyday basis. Um, So everybody agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so that's how we're going to rock with it. So, again, it's the guys. Welcome. And, uh, Marcus, we can go ahead and let you lead off with our first topic for the day, brother. Well, before we begin, I don't think you introduced a new name. Right. I was I, thinking I, that. I didn't introduce it. I apologize. New name, my, new year, all that. We in a new studio, well, well, new well, location. Yeah. I'm going to give my brother Marcus, once again, I'm going to give him the credit uh, for the new name. So I would like for you to introduce that, my brother. So the new name that we got here is called The Stigma Room Unlocked. So why we choose that? Well, Every topic we discuss now is a stigma. Everything. Everybody has a, a certain bias or there's a certain social stigma that's attached to these topics that we have here, whether they're from men and women, whether they be racial. And the point is we come in here to unlock that stigma and break it. And that's what we want to do here. We want to make it a comfortable, safe zone so we can talk about issues and problems, get the stigma out there, unlock the door and have a comfortable conversation about it in a safe zone. How about it? Absolutely. How about it? That sound good? Let's rock, fellas. Unlocked. So, how is this how we're going to do this? So, the first thing that we're going to talk about is, let's start first. Let's discuss what intimacy once meant to us. What, what, when, when we hear that word, maybe 10, 15 years ago, what, what was the first thing that came to our minds? Let's start there. Sure, I can tell you for me, uh, if you ask me what was intimacy in my early teen years and early 20s, it was straight physical. I, 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 that's what I thought it was. It was you and, and, and the person you were with. It was all about the physical. And um, as I've gotten older, I notice it, it changes. Um, it's not about that. It's really about the consideration of your partner. Like It can't just be all about the physical, especially for women. Like it's not, there's so much that happens before it ever turns physical. Even for myself as a man, as I've gotten older, it's not just about that part. Like it's the mental aspect, the emotional aspect, care for certain needs, the consideration, doing the things that really don't necessarily matter to you, but to your your partner, your spouse, and being able to help get them to a certain point 
and the little things that that they care about that uh, that can be considered intimacy. You see, y'all. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think physically, that's the only place I thought intimacy lot laid. You know, like we go through so many things, and you just think about all right the physical aspect of it. But as I got older, I started realizing that it was more about what my mate needed, what she was looking for to feel connected to me. So I used to think physically that's all she needed, but I was rudely awakened to realize that it's more to it than just what I think she needs. Once I started considering her aspect of it, I realized that I need to satisfy her not only physically, but I need to do it emotionally and mentally as well. So that's that's huge. So as you can see, there's a level of maturity uh, that comes along with this as as we get older. So again, what we're going to focus on tonight is not what we thought intimacy to be when we were younger men, but we want to focus on what it means to us now as grown men with real responsibilities, with daily routines, with families that experience emotional and mental issues. Uh, These are the things that we're going to tackle. And we want everybody to be open about different obstacles that they've encountered um, as it comes to this closeness. It was interesting. Uh, actually, Marcus, I, yeah, I was talking to Sion before the show. And when we looked up the word intimacy, it, it just words like nearness, closeness, uh, togetherness, camaraderie, yeah. love, genuine, like these were things that popped up. And it was just really eye-opening for kind of the direction that we had already intended to go in for the show. Um, So we appreciate all you guys' comments and hope that you guys stay engaged with us throughout this conversation um, as as we have it this evening. That's true. I I think the relationship aspect of intimacy really really stood out to me. Like, you have to connect on with your significant other on multiple levels, you know, and it, it, it takes time to get to that point in your relationship. It's You might start out one way of thinking, okay, we're good this way, we're satisfying each other this way, but there's other levels to it that you have to meet. You can't just neglect the emotional aspect of a relationship because it's, it's a friendship too, and you guys got to communicate. Now, the thing that stuck out to me, I'm like, say again what you, uh, what you found in the definition of intimacy. Um, well, it was actually a few words. I mm-hmm. forgot a few of them, but like nearness, camaraderie, uh, you know, cooperation, you know, that, that level of intimacy. Right. So a lot of those words, like, so you may have couples out, out right here, right? And even yourself, like, even I think about myself, like a lot of those terms, like, is the stigma right away is that a lot of those terms when it comes to intimacy, you're not taught as a man. It's taboo as a man. Yeah. So right away from society standards of what you think to be a man before you even enter a relationship, a committed relationship, those things are against what's thought about to be a man. So right away, you're already in a hole. Typically, if you're trying to be the on quote, what society says a man is. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. And also I want to make sure that, because uh, on yours it's saying it's having some trouble loading the video, but I guess it's okay. Are you getting any any uh, lagging on your end? You're watching it live too, right? And this is live, so yeah, we're going to talk about stuff like that, <laughs> even with y'all here live, so I guess we're good. 
Um, so the other thing that we wanted to be sure that we talked about is that as we've grown older and as we've developed into the men who we are today, we recognize, and I'll start with myself. One thing I had to come to the realization of is that you can be married to someone, but have a completely different love language. Yeah. So you should expect it. You should yeah. expect, you should expect it. Yeah. But, yeah. but do we really, but do we really plan for that though? Or do we just assume that this person that we love and that we've made the decision to marry is kind of going to go with the flow of what our love language is? What you guys think? We absolutely think yeah. the person's going to go along with the flow. Like we don't have that. We don't have the conversation until there's a problem, right? And usually by the time you have the conversation, like it's it's frustrating. Like so, for example, like for a man, we're not going to talk. We're just going to just keep going about it and just we may drop the the subtle hints in our own language, but of course, we're men, so we don't dialect the same way women do. And vice versa, when a woman starts to express herself or drop those sudden hints, we're not picking up on it. So, yeah, we we, I mean, we really think one way is gonna solve all the life's problems, and you think after those three minutes, you're you've solved life's problems. But in actuality, there's so much more to a relationship um, to get to that point, and that's like really the cherry on the on the entire cake. Like the emotional and mental aspect of it is so much larger. And being newly married, or if you're in the game for an extended time, you have two completely different mindsets as to how do you satisfy what, how do you satisfy the person that is telling you? Like you're saying, Marcus, you don't see those signs. You really don't. We don't. We don't live in them. Cause we think one way is the only way. Mm-hmm. So like. As Mark was saying, like, and you too, like, learning as a, to become a man, it's to actually, like, meet that emotional, because now, you mean to tell me I got to address my emotions? Yeah. What about it? You mean to tell me I got to tell you how I feel? hmm But that's what she is looking for us to do. I mean, you figure when we dating, we, we show a lot of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it's like now you're you're married. You to think, a degree, okay. yeah. To, to a degree, to a degree. Nobody, nobody mean, lets all the cats see on the back. See how I'm about to jump off the ledge. See how I'm about to jump off the ledge, man. Shoot, but 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 that's real talk yeah. though, because I know for me, like you know, I'm a hopeless romantic. That's Understood. just me. Y'all know that. Understood. Um, and that opens me up in all kind of ways because I'm a super vulnerable person, especially with my wife. So, but the cool thing about it is this, it's like, you have to identify where her love language is. Uh Like, what is, what is it for your wife? And, you know, everybody's a little different, you know, some wives may like that. Hey, you know, you're going to work, you know, you're paying the bills, you're doing this, you're doing that. You know, for some wives, it's how good you take care of your children I mean, it's different love languages. Everybody may not be the touch and feely poetic type. That right. may not be them. Right. That may not be the way that they choose to express love. Uh, but the thing that I've learned is that once you enter that type of a relationship with someone, your love language, it, it may not ever be exactly the same, but you guys will start to identify with each other in a very special way. Yep. And then therein is that spark that can actually... I mean, that can lead to your relationship really lasting the test of yeah. time is yeah. when both people have an equal respect yeah. for what the other person's love language is. So I could tell you just, um, so of course this is a podcast. We want to talk about ourselves a little bit. That was one of the things that 
was one of the hardest for me. Like, you got to grade yourself. Like, especially, like, you got to, like, being a husband in some ways, you got to put yourself on blast, right? And be willing right. to take um, your criticism right. um, and set yourself up for the form for it. I'll give you the example is that you have, when you have a person's love language and it's not compatible or conducive or easy for you, whoo. Yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of yeah. Cause let me work. tell you, in my house, like some work. My Pete, aka you know who she is, man. She loves the the um the recognition and the reassurance for the things that she does. That's how she is. Um and some of us are like that based on our background, right? So it's no fault to a person's own, but that's who she is, right? For me, I'm the exact opposite. I was brought up in a household where there's there's no validation or recognition. You do what you're supposed to do because that's what you were told. And if you've done it, that's what you were supposed to do. There's no celebration or mm. no reward. So mm. to be with a person who's the opposite of that, who is thriving on that and wants that and needs that to feel loved and feel reassured, man, bro, that was a challenge that I had to get used to. And I'm going to put you on front street. And I'm going to stop you for a second because I think that was a very introspective perspective that you just you just gave us. So my question to you is this. Seeing as though she may be more validation oriented in the way that she expresses love or in the way that she receives it. Have you found yourself going over to that side of things as well, needing that type of validation or do you feel like, well, I'm just at a point now where I'm providing it because I respect that this is something that she needs? Oh, no, man. I'm the self-motivated king, man. You, the you self-motivated nah, king. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's the new podcast. Look. He said I'm the self Hey, but Look. do your thing, But bro. no, for, thing, for me, no, that's, um, I, I have to be more conscious of um, what she needs. It hasn't triggered me into the point where that's what I'm looking for, mm-hmm. if, that, um, if that's what you're asking. Because no. it's, just, it's just not how I'm geared. But it it makes me, because of my love for her, be more wired to pay attention to when I give accommodation and validation and recognition for the things that she's doing. And it's not about the grandiose things. Um, it's about the little things mm-hmm. uh-huh. that matters to her. You know, yeah. hey, this dinner was great. You know, hey, you know, I, um, man, you've done an excellent job the way you um, made my laundry smell. Just something simple. Like that, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. It, it'll mean everything to her, yeah. like yeah. you know. So yeah. it's the it's the little things that would normally a person would pass up that may take for granted that will mean a whole lot more to her in our situation. What about you, yeah. Sina? Difference in love languages at home, man? Um, absolutely. Um, I can tell you, like, my wife. It's really our situation is unique because she really. It's like what Marcus said. She tr- she thrives on so much of the little things that I would do, it means the world to her. Like, if if I compliment her on dinner, before she inquires how was dinner, that means something to her. So as soon as I taste that first bite, she's looking at me without me to realize, I'm, I'm hungry, I'm, I'm, I'm home from work, I'm starving. Right. But she's looking for that first bite. All right, what do you think? You know, and she's into... She's like, I worked for the last hour making this meal, acknowledge it on their first bite. That means something to her. Not the third bite when I'm like loving it. I have to acknowledge that first bite. Simple, but that means something to her because she's looking. Other than that, like 
if I clean, if I if I just if I do the dishes, something like that, that means the world to her. If if we embark on any spiritual activity, that's like a heightened appreciation that she has when I take the initiative. Because she's a go-getter. That's our situation. My wife's a go-getter. So when she sees me take the initiative to do especially spiritual things, she's she's very interested in me taking the lead. So, you know, those are some things that sometimes you think is not as important, but when you see your wife tell you, this is what I appreciate, this is something that I look forward when you do it, that's she's telling you that's the love language. She's looking forward to you do take the initiative on certain aspects of your household. That's the love language. She's not going to come out and say, "Well, Sion, my love language is no." Not going to do that. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be, that's, that'd be that's too simple. So that's, yeah, that's too easy. yeah, but yeah, that's that's what works for me. I have to pay attention to those things. Yeah, and I was I was thinking the same thing. It's like sometimes I'll be at the house with the kids, and you know, we'll be engaging and doing things with them, and. When you're in that moment, you don't really internalize it as being like, you know, this is something that's contributing mm-hmm. to my closeness with my wife. But yeah. being like fully engaged with our families when we're there, I don't think there's a wife on this planet that doesn't view that as something that draws her even more so to us in that way. Because it's like, you know what, not only is this person a provider, but this person, he, he's drawing closer to us because he's here. He's present. He's doing things for our family. And it's like that. I've seen that that has a big impact. I mean, hey, babe, I'm on my way home. Do you need anything from the store? Well, you know, I'm sorry I wasn't able to get to the store today. You know, I had to get the kids here. I had to do this. Man, you bring those two or three items from home from the store. It don't matter what it is. Sometimes just that small contribution to that crazy day that she had. It's something that will just give her those warm and yep. tender feelings. Yep. Like, you know what? This 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 guy loves us and right. he's showing it. Sometimes that might have more impact than a dozen roses. Right. And I'm going to be completely honest. Sometimes that's going to have more impact than a dozen roses. And, you know, something to piggyback off of that, something like just being, we've had this conversation before, you know, and other topics we've had on couples, like in communication, just even finding out the pulse before you get home. Once you come home and you show that initial relief that she needs, that means a lot to her too. Like you could be dead tired. I know some of us work longer than eight hours and they get home, you might be dead tired. But when you just give her maybe that 30 minutes she needs to like get a peace of mind out the way, then I mean, that's love language, man. That's that's important. I'm sorry. He made me laugh because I automatically thought about Brett. So it's like, if I had a long day at work yeah. and uh, I come home, I mean, I love my wife because she has no problem saying, you know what? Hey, mm-hmm. look, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going upstairs. I'm going to go do what yep. I need Instantly to do. Instantly, though. Instantly, hey, yeah. enjoy your kids. Yep, yep. Enjoy yep. your kids. Yep. I, I love yep. them to death. Yep. But mommy has had no time. Yep. For yeah. mommy. Yeah. My wife homeschools yeah. three kids. Yeah, that's that's a tall task. And works. Mm-hmm. And and takes care of spirituality as well. Yeah. Like yeah. that's a lot, bro. So when I get home mentally, a part of my intimacy with her is understanding that before mm-hmm. I walk in the door. Mm-hmm. So when I walk in that door, I already know what's up. 
And I welcome it because that's my appreciation to her for what I already know she's had to deal with during the day without me being there mm-hmm. and able to contribute. So that's I think that's a part of love language yep. as well. Yep. Now, we still in the midst of it. I shouldn't say the pandemic is over. You know, people are still getting sick and a lot of people are still being affected greatly. Uh, you know, it was, man, it was huge. That was big. So what during the pandemic, if at all, um, how did that change your views of intimacy or how did it take away? Um, how should I say this? I want to say this in a good way. Did things that you encountered during the pandemic take away from some of the closeness that you were able to feel for your wife because certain other things were happening? Case in point, just so you, everyone's clear on where I'm going with this. Um, someone DM'd me when they saw the topic that we were going to be discussing. Okay. And she intimated to me that she has a six-year-old and a six-year-old is disabled. Mm -hmm. So she said that alone, even before the pandemic, you know, you're putting a lot of energy, resources, time into that child because they're six and they're disabled. So I don't know what the disability was, of course, but she did state, you know, sometimes that can affect the closeness just yeah. because of not having the time or the energy. So have you guys experienced anything like that, that you relate to, you know, you having to work somewhat overtime to make for sure you're still making that emotional attachment with your wife? Yeah, I I could speak on our household, like mentally, I think was the biggest jump we've made, um, like addressing mental intimacy and having that approach and respecting my wife's views. Like we both had a 10 hour day. We're both exhausted from our respective roles in our marriage. Both are at that. We both are at the cliff. We both want that break. We both want to, when that, when we see each other, we both want to break, but Respecting her mentally and where she was really impacted our relationship because I knew mentally she needed a break. So, like, if I come home and the kids come to me, she could just say, hey, I want tonight off. And regardless of how my day went, we're talking about the man approach, the man approach is sometimes understanding that what she needs at that moment from a mental break. And her appreciation for me, once I come home, maybe I brought dinner home that night. Maybe I maybe I got the kids, you know, got the kids ready for bed. And she just gets to come downstairs and just worry about her. Her mental being is really important. And the pandemic really helped me to appreciate that, like, when she's talking to me, regardless of what I'm going through, mentally, I need to be understanding of what's needed, you know, because I used to, th- I mean, I had to grow on that point. And I think the pandemic, everything got really close, like, like, not saying we, we got super close as a couple. No, I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not being 
crazy. No, y'all drew apart. Yeah, yeah, pandemic. yeah. Like, like the lot. pandemic was was in and out. It's it not was, even picking up. On yeah, no, this boy crazy. <laughs> like a lot. Like this, I don't even yeah. talk anymore. No, no, I, yeah. I know exactly. Yeah. When yeah. we say people get got closer. Like it's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For sure. So you really got to understand your significant other's mental needs and it's up to you to really capture it and address it. Now, now Marcus, I know you got a, you got a special schedule, my brother. Yeah. My dynamics a little different. So, 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 so how's, how, how is your, how's your situation a little different? Would you say? So first, before I go into mine, I've seen people, I've seen the pandemic. I've seen people thrive as far as couples but I feel like I've seen more couples being torn apart by it, right? Because it's something you weren't prepared for. It's like, especially when you, if you have two people who are at home working, like, make no mistake, like, you never thought that your job was a break away from your home life until you had to work from home. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you're working from home. Let's say you have kids. You decide to put, not put your kids in daycare. And then also, what if your spouse works from home or your spouse doesn't work at all? Now, those lot of breaks and those little things that you got away from, you weren't able to get away from anymore. And I've seen it tear people apart, but also seen people thrive together. Right. And, and like, no matter what my job, I always have to leave. Um, I'm never home. I can't work from home. So that scenario was irrelevant for me. But for me in the pandemic, Man, like I've seen a lot of bad things at my job as far as people's health. I've seen people uh, pass away in unfortunate situations, and that was an emotional toll. So the intimacy for me was to not shut down and shut my wife out because she would be wondering what's going on. So that mental uh, health uh, note for that, for me, had to be big. That awareness had to be big because... You really, the pandemic really forced you to not be able to run from anything. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you were either going to deal with what was going on at home, front forward, or it was going to tear your household apart. So, for me, it took a lot more awareness in the, in the situation to be able to deal with everything that was going on. And no doubt, the same things that you had to deal with, your wife was dealing with them too. So, now my next question is this, fellas who takes the lead in making for sure? that the other's emotional needs are being met, even with the pandemic, with three kids, with busy schedules, whose responsibility is it to say, you know what, let me go in and make for sure this person is taken care of this way. Let me do those little small things because let's be real guys. Cause I don't want you guys to have an easy response. You may not have the mental energy to give your mate what you know they need. When you walk through that door, you may not have it. So what? So what do you do then? Do you do you rely upon her to do it? What What, what are we saying? So I think that's a great that's a great question for the audience. First that, off, that is a great question for the audience. We man. we made it clear through the whole story when we were posting that we want y'all engaged. So hey, so let's let's turn them up. If 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 you are not too shy, please. Who do you think that responsibility is? And we'll give you our answer too. Are we talking? Yeah. As well. But I think it's the um I think it's the responsibility who honestly who's the healthiest at the moment. Um we can it it that, it's that, both that's, parties' that's responsibility. Debatable. That's debatable though, who's healthier but at the moment. We might we right, might both be right we might both be terrible. Who's in the but, right state of mind? You know, it's um 
It's one of those things, I think, though, also, as you say, it's debatable, but it only is if you're not willing to, and this will part give the right. answer, if you're not willing to put yourself second. Because if both people are willing to put themselves second, then both are going to get what they need mm. to some degree, right? Yeah. So let's say in all of our scenarios, we all have kids. Mm-hmm. So we may come home worn out as we do, right? So dinner may be made, but the baby still needs a bath. Stories may need to be read. Clothes may need to be washed. I may can't do all of that. But are you doing any of it to help with the mental health and the intimacy of it of your partner or are you just saying i'm checking out this is your job to do through the uh once you come through the door this is on you i'm not saying that's right or wrong i'm not here to say if it was right or wrong for anybody's household but is that what you're doing i'm saying it's wrong (laughs) i'm saying it's wrong is that what you're doing before you understand a person's level when they come through the door so we've been getting some feedback. Um, we got C Holler zero four eight four. He says, "Say a prayer, say a prayer." Uh, Gould Graphics and Art says both, and Akukar and Pudum, both. Each person has to have the desire to create intimacy in their relationship and desires. Okay, so hey, uh, All right, so here's the here, here's the the question. Here's the the pot that's going to be stirred, right? Because we talk about the stigma. Out of male and female, who generally takes the lead in that? Generally? To the audience, who generally takes the lead in that? Who do we see? I didn't click out the dog on that. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming this is a brother. Brother's whiskey. I think it's important to ask your mate where they are. We tend to hold a lot inside, and then it explodes. That's that sounds like that's more male driven. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. male driven. But is it? Yeah. So, do we think is is our responsibility to do it? I don't. I don't necessarily so, think. I don't I don't personally necessarily think that it's the man's responsibility. I think you have that conversation with your significant other and you guys get to to discuss what's more important like date night. Yeah. Who takes the initiative? Is it just always her? You know she wants you to plan some stuff like Hey, check this out. I I'm always going to interrupt us for uh the audience. The audience. Absolutely. Um, so She Styles Healthy Hair says it depends. She Styles Healthy Hair. We want to know what does it depend upon? Yeah. Because we're not, we don't want to know what it depends, but I mean, please, we, we yeah, work I, on I, I, all I, the answers. Like, yeah. don't don't be shy. But who who do we generally see take the lead when it comes to, and I think this was a question that we had on the, on our agenda. Are when you, it comes to the are romance. Saying, are you saying I'm going rogue? No, I'm not saying no. that at all. Oh, okay. The wife. I'm just, I'm just putting no answer. You say the wife. The wife. The wife. You think it's the wife's? Well, who takes the lead in intimacy and romance? She and she, relationships? Styles, she styles healthy hair. Said so depends on how your communication is in the relationship. So are you saying that it's the responsibility of the one who needs that at the time to to, to take the lead in it to try to get what they need also? Yeah, I'm trying to. What are you saying? So here's here's something to think about for the for the viewers out there. So. Let's say you go out on a date or a romantic night is planned. There's flowers, there's dinner, there's reservations made. You know, that's an expensive night. May. That's an expensive night, boy. <laughs> expensive is relative. Flowers yeah. and a restaurant? Well, hey, everybody's not 
I mean, flowers. Money bags like yeah. you. Well, flowers oh, might. Flowers. Why do you see money dumb. bags over this here telling us, telling us what's hey, expensive? First man. off, this is this yeah. is on the internet. Do not say that I got money bags. That's how people get killed. You got money bags. I don't care. <laughs> Higher security. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> so, who do we generally see take a lead in a night like that? Is it the man or the female? Well, it's, you asking me or senior? I'm asking the, the, the viewers, the. Especially want the viewers involved. Who do yeah. we see taking the lead in romance? Because here's the thing: Do we think that men not need romance also? Okay, so let me tell a short story. Um, let's see the phone before you do that. I'm gonna look at them comments while you talk, brother. So, yeah, watch it because I've been seeing us having videos having trouble loading. I don't know why on your phone. Um, there was a time in my life where I was going through a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and. Uh, my wife caught me up one day when I was at work and she says, hey, when we when we get home, you know, we got to take my uh, mother to the doctor and then we're going to go to the meeting. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, OK, cool. No problem. You know, where's the uh, where is it? You know, so she gives me an address, you know, I put in a GPS. I'm like, man, we driving kind of out the way. Like, I mean, <laughs> where are we going? So we driving and driving and driving and we arrive at this uh, hotel. It's at a hotel. It's not too far from uh, BWI. And I'm like, man, like, why are we here? So then it came out, hey, my mother's not going to be able to make her appointment. But, you know, she does have a uh, she's going to see her friend in Alabama. So, you know, we got to take her to the airport because she missed the appointment. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, we right here. We all the way out here. So this is perfect. <laughs> so I'm driving, 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 driving. You know, picked her up from her house and everything. It's like, man. So she gets out at the hotel. And uh, they have me go to the back to start to, you know, I, you know, I go back there naturally just to get her stuff out the back. And uh, there's a suitcase back there. And it has a card in it. I'm like, well, who put a card back here? Like, what is it? So I see the card and it has my name on it. So I pick up the card and I open it. And it's just like a whole nice little spiel from her, you know, recognizing, you know, what I've been through, blah, blah, blah. So, man, she surprised me with a whole trip. Wow. It's my first time going to Vegas, man. Okay. It was great. Wow. So, so what I'm saying is, is that I like to think that I initiate a lot, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's because I'm like that, you know, hey, let me give you a flower. Let me bring this home for you. Let me give you a car. But in that instance, I got multiple examples like that where I feel like that was romantic. Mm-hmm. Like you surprised a brother with a trip. A whole trip. I got on a whole 747 <laughs> and went somewhere and I was just exhausted from another day at work, still dealing with all the stress I was at that point. So I said that to say, I think that it goes both ways when it's healthy. Mm-hmm. And one person may do it. She's not going to order me no flowers. She's not going to order me an edible arrangement. No. But she might say, hey, I'm a surprise him with a trip. Or when he gets home you know, I had a long day with the kids. Man, I got a hot meal waiting for me. And she don't have to do that. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, to me, that that's that's romantic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, and like, that's, yeah. That's, that's one of those things where it's your partner understands your romance. Because just like women have their love language, men have it too. Um, It may just be that stigma also that we don't need it or we don't want it. We don't desire it. If any any man who tells you that, you lying. 
Yeah. Man, we we like romance too, ladies. I ain't saying like don't know throw no rose petals at my feet when I walk through the door. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you either if you do it. <laughs> but, do it man. Do it. man, but no, in all you honesty, you know it's America. um you gonna come to America. It's that, um that it, it's one of those things like yeah, like man, both people need it, and it's um that's great that you have a partner that's that understands that. Like now. My Pete, no. If that would have been me, if if I would have drove to BWI and we got there and you told me somebody missed their appointment, the supplies would have been blown because my attitude would have went through the roof. <laughs> then you telling me we got to take somebody to the airport, man. Oh my God! Like whole surprise would have been blown. Come on, man. Whole surprise would have been because y'all know how I am. Like I'm we a know how you are. I'm bro. a meticulous, schedule oriented person. So don't tell me. You missed an appointment. Like it's no way. Whole thing would have been blown. What you talking about? I'd have had to apologize because I'd have messed up the surprise. Come on. Everything. Man. I'm the perfect dude for a surprise, too. All right. So perfect. I, got, I got some comments in here. Uh oh, what they talking about, C. Um, I see obviously everything is everything on me. She told me she take the lead, absolutely. Who yes, says ma'am. that? Who said that? Shauna. Yeah, she she take the lead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. She's on point. Yeah, well, I gotta give. Yeah. Hey, so, hi, Shauna. Oh gosh, it's kind of so, awkward. So, <laughs> um, I see that name Acucar and Putum. Yeah, we know who that is. It said uh, men and men and women both want to be celebrated, hmm. loved, to have affection given to them. Um, it says men usually are the ones taking the lead, but it should go both ways. I understand that. And now, uh, Brothers Whiskey 410 says it depends on the person. And Vincent Gray, romance is important for both husband and wife. The intimacy part means that you study one another's need for romance so it's not just based on one of the individuals. All right. Wow. So, hey, so that's some experience talking. Yeah. Shout out to Vincent Gray's matter. Absolutely. It's definitely some work because it's yeah. the see, see. as men our nature, right, is to just jump straight to the physical. Yeah. Like, but that's not a woman's nature. Like Oh, hey, wait, I didn't mean to interrupt you, yeah, but she's she styles healthy hair, said women pay attention too. And that that's that's an important part. That is why it's important to know your partner is not one sided. So she styles healthy hair. I got you. Thank you for that. Because that 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 makes perfect sense. So women equally pay attention to what we need. Now, like you said, that still may vary from couple to couple. Mm-hmm. Because if if the guy is the only person who takes the lead in that, you know, the female may never feel the need to show that she can initiate that yeah. as well. Yeah. So that, that could be an issue. But like she said, communication. Like, see, Hollis, I think both male mates should feel loved and appreciated. Each mate should learn about how their significant other appreciates things. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What y'all think? What you think about that, Marcus? Absolutely. You you got to learn your uh, your partner. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if it was just lopsided? But for a lot of people it is. Like that's why we Fact, like yeah. here. like yeah. we not here yeah. cuz it's yeah. We only see good things about it. Like right. like <laughs> yeah. Let's just be honest about yeah. it. Like especially like if you look back in your childhood, like if you yeah. look at your parents or your aunts and your uncles like how many of us seen our parents take each other out on romantic dates? How many of us seen our aunts and uncles 
romance our romance our aunts or our aunts yeah. romance our uncles. Like yeah. you, you didn't see that. Y'all now, see granted, that some things some things are never a couple's business that. and some things stay behind closed doors. But I saw that. Listen, bro. you can tell when you have family members or those in your household who aren't happy. Like at a certain age, it becomes evident. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's funny we got three totally different dynamics as to the yeah. households we were raised yeah, in. Absolutely, we totally different. And you know, I only saw my mom, so I never got to witness any type of planning or anything like that. You know, so I'm gonna go off script with you growing up, just seeing your mom. Do you feel? that that inhibited your growth as it comes to how you display intimacy to a woman? No. Um, I'm going to say no because, I mean, credit, we're we're all here because of our wives. You know, like, we were able to see things from a totally different angle because of our wives. Mm -hmm. So I could never say, like, if I was here or here when it came to like what I needed to do in the household, my wife from dating her, learning what she liked and then getting engaged to her, then getting married to her. Like I got better. So like she's kind of helped me to grow so much in, in my delivery as to what she would appreciate. Like even presenting a gift to her, I have to think of not only the gift, but how do I hide it because she's so nosy. <laughs> she's gonna be all over. I'm like, stop looking at the account. Like, dang. You yeah, know, that's I my just, that's my yeah, struggle too. You know, we stop got every looking. we got everything stop connected. So stop it, looking so I can surprise you. Yeah. Yo, you know, so that is a blow. Yeah, that's a blow. That's so that's a blow. I have to hide, like I have to like fully isolate. To like surprise her because she's so into why are you so quiet? You know, she's very so my wife has really helped me, you know, to to be able to sit here and to have this conversation. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't, you know, her ability to challenge me to to not just do the basic because that doesn't work for her. Yeah. So we got another comment. Uh, C Hollow 0484 says, yeah, I agree. Sometimes your personality and approach towards intimacy is shaped by your background. That just means that you may need to work harder for your relationship to grow. Mm-hmm. And that actually, oh, she said, correction, nosy, she's inquisitive. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an early night for C. Um, Very. So, Marcus, I wanted to ask you the same question. When you look at your parents, not your parents specifically, but just any adults that you saw growing up, did how you saw certain things occur affect your view of intimacy and how to show it to a woman once you, you fell in love? Absolutely. Um, I didn't learn it. So I had no idea because that's not what I seen growing up. Um, my circumstance was totally different. So um, and that's and really the the just of that is really a whole different topic. But to answer your question in short, no, like a lot of the things I had to learn when it comes to the intimacy and how you treat a partner, um, man, I had to learn from the ground up. Um, I looked at a lot of people and I learned from their mistakes. I, I can tell you that way. But as far as the right thing to do, looking at an example and say, hey, I'm going to follow that. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Yeah. 
Now, there are things in life that affect intimacy. There's there's lots of things. Sometimes it can be your job. Sometimes it can be responsibilities with your children. Sometimes it can even be responsibilities that you've taken on of a spiritual nature, whatever that may be. But one thing that can really, really drive a wedge in between couples is the almighty dollar. So you're sitting down, you you go out, you want to have a good time, you want to wine and dine. But the reality, you got bills stacked up to the ceiling, whatever those bills may be. So you sitting there and you having those conversations about those bills and what needs to be done and who we need to call and what arrangement needs to be made here and what we need to pull away from so that we can get this done. How does that tension alone settle into a relationship? It can be very dangerous. But how do you stop that chasm from growing between you and your mate, even when there's financial issues or maybe there's other family related issues that you're dealing with? How can you stop outside exterior things from affecting the intimacy between you and your mate, especially of emotional nature? I could say, um, like, you know, growing up to like, you know, becoming an adult. But growing up really helped me to realize, like, I didn't need a lot to be happy. Um, Like, I grew up in a third world country. I grew up very humble means, you know, so in the back of my mind, I already knew what it is to not have as much. And, you know, that's one of the blessings of my youth. But I met someone that was the total opposite that was able to have, you know, sometimes like the dynamic of you growing up impacts your relationship when it comes to money. Like my wife grew up totally opposite of me. She grew up whatever she wanted. Not saying she was the golden child, but she was able to either work towards getting what she wanted or her parents helped her to get it. And for me, it was the total opposite. I I didn't have much. So marrying somebody of a different financial understanding, like we had to really work together. And is it easy when things are a little rough? No way. But one thing that I could say on this podcast really impacts me in that answering that question is what we don't have or if we have we always look at each other and be like we're happy if we if 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 you have a lot or if you don't we focus on each other and we really pray that's what really has really gotten us to where we are today we always sit back and think of Times where we like you figure, man, a young couple, 23, 24, whenever it is you start dating, you're not you're not at the top of your financial, your career or whatever. No. You're in an entry level position at 23. So from 23 now to 36, I'm in a whole different world from a financial aspect because I've I've stayed with a particular path, you know. Mm-hmm. But if I was to start over, which I did at 31. That we looked at each other a little crazy for a little while, but I was appreciative of her seeing my intentions when it came to as a provider. I think that's a big part of intimacy when your mate can look at, can I trust? Is is he trustworthy when it comes to these expenses? You know that impacts 
a mate to take a step back and be like, okay, I don't need to stress about, is that bill going to be paid? And some of our relationships, we don't really meet those clear understandings. Like, we don't meet them. We just, well, we don't have money. I'm going to stay in the house and just sit here and and, and freeze up the whole time because I, I can't have fun because I'm broke. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just be, be like, be just the truth. Bro. Yeah. Like, so. For 100. Yeah. You just have to, like, move past what the account says and be like, look, we, we've we had early in our relationship and even, like, later times, we're like, all right, we got we got this dub right now. How are we going to make this stretch till Friday and it's Tuesday? Bro. We got a dub. Bro. We got a dub. A dub. How are we going to make? We're young in the game. We got a dub. <laughs> How are we going to make it till Friday? But you really learn to appreciate the simple things in your marriage to really elevate more than that dub. Like, that $20 will stretch. You'll find a way to get that biggie bag for Wendy's or some way. Hey, hey, listen. I'm just being funny. Wendy's got... Listen, let me tell y'all in case y'all don't know. I'm looking into the camera. Wendy's got four for four. So even if you want the hardest times and you and your woman hungry, you want to feed your kids, I got five people. So that's 20 right there. Listen, you go get you a four for four. Everybody's getting a burger. Cheese is optional. You getting nuggets. You get a drink and you get a fry. I might act up and get everybody some cookies. I might. Marcus, you know, he don't know about this life. He don't know about this life. Go ahead. Try to relate to us. Go ahead. Go ahead. So it's funny, right? So you... um. I'll take you back, man. Like finance definitely plays a role in intimacy, right? Like, so if you're talking about me in my early teens and early twenties when the money wasn't there, right? Like I remember what it's like to have holes in certain pairs of pants and holes in my shoe in certain shoes, right? So when you start out a relationship and especially if your spouse or the person you date and you know for a fact this woman makes more money than you. As a man, that can play with your head. Like, I know I've been in relationships like that when I wasn't the breadwinner, but I always try to make sure that I do my best to take on the financial load, even if I'm not the breadwinner. So, but in certain aspects, like you may try to do luxurious things or you want to do luxurious things and you just can't. And that will mess with your psyche. I know for me, I can only speak for me, maybe not you guys. For me, that used to mess with me as a younger man. Like, dang, like, man, like every night, like you get tired. Sometimes you don't want to eat chicken at night. Sometimes you you want some seafood. Like, some scallops. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. So, and then that just just plays on who you are as a man and a provider. And then certain things like, you know what I mean? Like, I know what it's like growing up to see a foreclosure on your house or whatever. Like, so... For for me, I always wanted to make sure that my family was never in that position. And sometimes those things happen no matter what you do, like right circumstances or circumstances, those things can happen to certain people that are unfortunate. But when your money isn't right, like I, I just highly doubt that there are a few men who out there who can be content with with that. Like that's a hard thing to deal with. And even for wives, like Maybe some of you guys, some of uh, the wives in the comment section, like, I don't know. Maybe that's too much of a, a daring or a risking question to ask, but it's like, your man is your provider and your protector, 
Like what happens in a relationship when that providing aspect isn't being fulfilled the way you want it? Because especially if you marry a person who's used to financial security, right? Like that's, (laughs) yeah, that's a whole man. Look, that is a serious Mm. thing. Like you take somebody, you take a woman out of her house and you say, you come with me in theory, right? It comes, come to me, but things don't work out financially the way that, she was used to being provided to like that can mess with your psyche or you're dealing with a woman who's like financially, my nigga, I don't need you. I'm here riding it out. Yeah. And you know that in the back of your mind, you like, man, like she doing, she, she holding it down mentally, but I know I got this pressure on me to get myself together, but circumstances may not come till two, three years later. Like, and you got to still coexist between listen, you got time. You got to. You and gotta there's, like, I yeah. wish there was a script that, that we could say right now, you follow this, but it's yeah. not like, there's a mm-hmm. lot of things you have to do, like to, to be able to hold it together in that situation. And that's why nothing is the hundred percent key. Like you can't go into a I've seen relationships where personally in my family, where when the money was right, everything else was ignored. Mm-hmm. But when the money went away for whatever circumstance, like, oh, then the problems became magnified. Now we got to deal with each other. Yeah. And we got to deal with no money. We got to deal with trying to go on a date with no money. Like, we can't do nothing for free. Everything we used to doing, we spending at least 500 a night when we go out, 1000 a night when we go out. Yeah. So then I've seen relationships where it's all about the physical. And something happens, whether it's a mental health crisis or a physical crisis. And those things you were used to yeah. doing in the physical intimacy aspect, now that can't happen anymore. And it's like, we didn't totally lost each other. We don't know who we are anymore. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I, I've true. seen it both ways. But one thing's for sure, man. I I, I feel like the the finance when the finance isn't right, and I'm not saying you got to be rich. Like that's that's not what I'm saying. Like you also got to take into account into accord who you're marrying. Like if you're if you're used to marrying a if you marry a woman or you're with somebody who's used to a certain lifestyle, then I, I hope you keep up that lifestyle. But you definitely like if you're not if there is a point. When your wife, your girlfriend, whatever, starts to look at you as being not her provider, like it, it definitely can lead to problems. Yeah, that's ego yeah. death, first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. That's ego death. Yeah. I mean, it is. But uh, see, Holla brought out, he said, sometimes you need to go through experiences like that to see what kind of character you and your mate have. You don't do it on purpose, but when it happens, because it will happen, you may be able to use those prior experiences with each other to make it through. And I, I must say, I agree with that because I've seen so many times how we've been able to pull through things as a couple, yeah. even when things were bleak, you know, even when our dating process. Yeah. Um, But when you pull through those types of things and you see them through and you both are still there at the end of it, that adds a lot. That's pulling you closer together. Inevitably, it's going to happen naturally because it's like, you know what? I'm looking at the woman across from me and she's looking at the man across from her. And we supported each other through it all. I had a conversation with a close friend today. You know what she said? She said, there were some things, now they're they're much older than me, but she said there's some things you, once you get out of your own head and you start to look at your mate as what they really are and the things that they're really doing, even if it's not of a financial nature, you'll see that that adds up more than any amount of money or any amount of seafood you could put on the table. Now you know what his 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 
I had a I hate to stop you on that. No, no, go ahead, bro. But I noticed you said she, right? I didn't I didn't mean to, but yes. She. Yes. How that can be portrayed from men to women when she said that even if the the financial things are adding up, if other things that are being done can make all the difference. Maybe it's just me. Maybe my mindset is wrong. Go for it. But again, as a man, when you don't measure up, and please, somebody come, if you're not measuring up financially to where you make you and yourself and your family feel secure, it plays on you. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. I think, I think I don't, and I don't a just, woman is going to comment on it differently. Like she's, she's commenting yeah. from her perspective yeah. as a woman. And I don't know what her situation well, is. She may be the breadwinner. She could be single or whatever. But I'm just telling you, as a, for me, from my she perspective. She doesn't work. Yeah. As, okay. So for me, as my perspective, as the provider, that is top on my list. It's not everything. Yeah. It's not everything because money isn't everything and money can change. But if I'm not putting my family in a certain financial position, I'm telling you that I'm going to feel a certain way. Got you. I mean, and, I'm and that will affect how close you feel to your wife. Yeah, absolutely. At times, absolutely. Especially if I'm not being real about it and I say, hey, this is what it is or, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not asking you to go work more hours or whatever, but hey, we got to be honest with ourselves and, you know, maybe we need to scale back here. Maybe we, need, we, we can't do this. We can't do that. Or, you know, the money is making me feel this way. Like so many times, like I've seen... I've seen you come in, uh, people may come in the house or whatever, like growing up, and the man just cut the lights off. Just start cutting the lights. It's so bright in here. I cut the, like, cut the lights off. You ain't cutting the lights yeah. off because it's bright. You feel You're scared that, about yeah. that bill that's yeah. coming. Man, the, men, the yeah. men are commenting right now. No, it's, Bro- it's, Brothers Whiskey saying men struggle with not being a provider. It's hard to see anything else you do that makes the family happy if you feel you aren't providing financially. I need, please. Let's have one of our ladies who are in the audience this evening to let us know your perception. Of would your perception who, of you may ma- not well, be maybe not that may be too no, real. No, 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 it's not too real. Who may not be providing financially in the way that he wants to? So I'm gonna take the pressure off of her. Mm-hmm. If you know that you've t- had conversations with your man and he feels like, babe, you know, is is some things I want to get done. I, I want to be able to do this. I want the family to be able to enjoy this. What is her perspective on that? What is, what is her perspective on that? Who's this to just sign in? Somebody. Let's see. So Akukar and Putum says, so as a man, is there anything a woman can do to help you through the inadequacy of not being able to provide? I, I got to go. Get on. it, see. <laughs> Yo, when you broke, your girl make fun of you. <laughs> A timeout. Hey. And it's good. See, it's no good PTSD. Fun. No PTSD. It's good fun, though. You get laughed out about being broke. It's funny because not she's laughing. First. Not at first. If she not laughing, <laughs> you in trouble. So there's times where you got to have some humor in being broke. That's just being that's just being real. Like sometimes look at February. It's a, you know, it's a short month. You know what I'm saying? You got to get that mortgage money early. She looking at you sideways, right. but she going to crack some jokes. She'll be like, all right, hurry up and get paid again. You right. know, so. That's it. But you know what? You got to have you gotta have some kind of humor. That's a good woman, though. Yeah, man. And, and I think we can all agree that we 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 have that. Because Absolutely. a good woman is not going to yep. allow you to sit in that yep. the way you would really want to. Yep. She going to help you deal with it. And you're going to be like, you know what? 
I appreciate that, babe. But yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm still not doing all yeah. I could do. So this yeah. is a problem for me. Yeah. But I accept you putting forth your best foot, <coughs> trying to make me feel better. So I think to yeah. answer that question, though, is there anything a woman can do is you you have to try to find your best way to make him feel secure. Right. That's going to vary from man to man. Right. But it's, um, and in some cases, honestly, if, if he is that money drawn, it's probably nothing you can do, which is sad. Yeah. Um, because if he right. defines himself by his income and, and there's some men out here that's like that, like if you define yourself by your income and times are hard, then you just, Man, hopefully you can find a new character trait. You know what I mean? That that helps shows that maybe that, that you're worth more than that. But you know, yeah. do you think? Do you think a woman like if the man is the provider? Do you think the wife should be aware of the financial situation? If maybe like, let's say the the man is handling a majority of the financial responsibility of the household. Do you think the wife should be? engaged in knowing like if you're low or if you're high if you're down if you're up is it important for the wife to know i think i think that i think so i, can, I, I, I would say my situation well that's what i'm saying i'm throwing it out there for just what y'all thoughts are so i would say yes but let's just be honest about it like most men when you're down and out you don't want to talk about being down and out right a woman's natural nature is to talk right so the only thing that we're we're problem solvers. So the only thing that's going to make us feel better in that situation is going to be more money, right? Not a conversation, right? Okay. So Go get while while that may make her feel better, it ain't going to make mostly make you feel better, right? So I'm not going to say that she shouldn't be involved in the finances or know what's going on, but you just have to understand what that's going to lead to. Yeah. When you had an open conversation about finances, like it's going to be an in-depth conversation of what you may not want to talk about as a man, but hey, it's maybe great for your intimacy, right? Yeah, right. because yeah. once again, that that's the point. Yeah. She's going to be able to relate to you on a different level, right? So what Brothers Whiskey said depends on the man. Some men need to deal with the woman saying she has to feel trust in him. This world makes men feel worthless for not providing Gucci and gold, let alone the basics. Mm. That's yeah. true. Depend on the woman, man. It that depends on the does, woman, man. And then some people in a situation, right? Let's say if if a great your wife, comment by the way, brothers whiskey. Great. If comment. your wife doesn't work, you know, most men don't want to talk about the finances because I am the hope. I am the yeah. hope. I'm the beginning. I'm the end. I'm everything to this situation, and you. Can't bring me anything other than the conversation. Maybe if your conversation provides him with comfort, but the only thing that really would provide the man typically comfort with with in that position is more money, yeah. <laughs> not the conversation. Yeah, I yeah. I think I I had to grow because that's my you know we we on this podcast like Marcus said earlier you know we talk about ourselves too, like emotionally, like you. If if you're up, if you're down, your woman's in that like she knows your body language and your tendencies more than anybody. Yeah. So she's gonna know when something maybe is up, and to increase to increase couples intimacy, she's gonna want to know what's wrong. Yeah. Whether it's a financial stress, whether it's a different type of burden you're holding on to. 
a loving woman's going to want to know. A caring woman's going to want to know. Someone that values your happiness when she sees you're stressed is going to want to know. So just from a personal aspect, I've found it beneficial to have an open conversation because now she knows, okay, this is why we have to do it this way because we spoke about it. Mm-hmm. You know, no, let me ask you this though. Like I can speak from was there. I'm pretty sure you didn't learn it early on. Cause not I'll speak all. for me. Not at I, all. I didn't. Yeah. Not at all. I didn't. Not at I all. didn't want to have a conversation. If, if I'm down and out on money, we not talking about money. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know what it is. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah but, you. but you say, you know what it is, but if she's not, if y'all not talking about it, she probably don't know what it is. Nah, she know what it is. Like, she, <laughs> you've been with me long enough to know my per. You know what it is. You see well, I'm scratching my neck. Yeah, like, he's like, you know what it is. Yeah. You just want to talk about it. Yeah. Why are we getting dollar menu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to show. Yeah, I mean, it's going to show. She started looking at the salmon. You like, nah, I'm getting cheeseburger. <laughs> I had four cheeseburgers. Hey, listen, like, Aldi yeah, got yeah, really yeah. inexpensive salmon, and it's delicious. Yeah, Aldi okay. is good. So you go there and pay you like eight. $15, yo, you can get you a whole joint, occasionally 15 Come on now. No, you ain't lying. Lidl, too. Lidl yeah, got some good so, stuff, too. Yeah, man. But what, did you did you ask the question? I thought it was a question. No, nah, no, nah, we did. Okay, okay, okay. Like, did you okay. learn that early on? Oh, okay. Or did you have to learn it later in life? Because I was like, right. I had to learn it right. later in life. Like, when you're not down and out about money, you don't talk about it. Right. It's like, nah, it can't be that Yeah, way. see, like, but you can do that. But what if you're, what if the wife is the primary money handler? Which is my situation. Yeah, yeah. She does the primary. Yeah. She's feeling. She, she she does the. the yeah, she puts. Screen. She puts. Like, yeah, she's putting it where. I, so that's a little different. What I'm talking about. I'm not talking about who, because you have men who are the breadwinner, but the wife may manage the bills. Yeah. I'm talking oh, okay, about yeah. if you are the breadwinner. Let's say you're the breadwinner and you manage the bills. That must be stressful. Yeah, that that's <laughs> no. That, is that no? Is that stressful? No, I'm asking. Well, I I mean. We we have different dynamics again. Yeah. No, Marcus. I mean, Marcus yeah, is that stressful dynamics though? Again. Does that ever add addition? That, but that's what you're built for. You're saying this is what I'm doing. No, I'm not uh, saying that at all. I'm just we're used to what we used to. Okay. Yeah. So you just you just handle your business and is I mean you know what I mean? Like I don't you don't, I don't think know about any it other, like that. I I, and I don't know any other way. Like it's just it's just it is what it is. Like I right. wouldn't say it's it's just a part of your daily role. Like it just. Yeah, jump. You know, on the fifteenth, this is due. Yeah. On the seventeenth, this is due. On the second, yeah. this is due. On the first, yeah. this is due. Yeah, and and you know, for for other relationships, because that's a great point, and and for the husbands that, or wives, whoever's the breadwinner, to make the money and to pay the bills, the other mate, sometimes you know they have a lot of security, you know, but yeah. To to go on the opposite to to have a different situation brought to light. Like I'll just speak on myself. Like I may make the money, but my wife is dispersing it, or I disperse. We both pay bills from the money, and sometimes we like that extra bit of conversation has to be had. You know what I mean? If it's there, if it's not there, or can you wait to pay that this time? Like the pandemic, really. I could credit the pandemic. Like an inflation has really impacted me to now have to be more strategic as to things that need to happen. And the wife's like, if she's paying the bills and she's not making the money, 
you got to stay on her pulse. You have to. Like, you have to be engaged with her because she now has the burden. All right, that 500 is not there to pay that bill. And you walking in the house thinking everything Gucci. Hmm. But she's thinking about that bill she need to hit process on, but then the kids need food. You know, so that's an aspect of a relationship where depending on the dynamic of who's doing what, you have to have that open communication with. And, and and that increases her appreciate. Like, you guys just appreciate each other more mm-hmm. when you know what each other's struggles are or their doubts are or whatever. Like, you got to know the good and the bad about your mate. And C. Holler, he was actually responding to something that Vincent Gray Matters said. He said, "There, is, it's important for you both to know in the long run if the breadwinner, you know, unfortunately passes away, they leave the other without the know-how to manage the bills. And uh, C. Hollis stated that that's why even though I do handle the bills, we make sure we discuss things at least once a month so we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. So that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Even if you are the one primarily handling. Listen, I know my wife will tell me because I, I go to work and, you know, she managed the rest of that. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I wake up at six in the morning, look over there and it's like, hey, yeah, so... By the way, this is what's happening. And it's like, oh, shoot. Okay, cool. So I've had to to increase the intimacy in that part of our relationship is really work on being more involved in that process. Yeah. Um, that's because true. that's important because yeah. I go to work, but that's not enough. Yeah. Because she's seeing things more directly. Like I don't, you know, I don't check. Yeah. You know, I'm just like. It's yeah. good. The money came in. You telling me what's left over, what's going here, what's going there. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. But sometimes you have, I have to be more engaged. And I'm working on that. I'm trying. Well, about what's happening and what we may need to do or what needs to go in certain places. So I, I think that also increases it. Intimacy. When your wife knows that you're in the trenches with her. Or that mm-hmm. you know that your wife is in the trenches with you. If you mm-hmm. are paying yeah. the bills and dispersing yeah. them and going to work. Yeah. So I just think however you and your wife work it out, I think that contributes yeah. to how close you guys can be. And in, in the end, how successful y'all going to be in, in marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And everything ain't for everybody. Like, yeah. You don't need to look at, I don't need to look at y'all's situation. Y'all look at mine and say, this is what we need to model it after. Like, right. What works for your household works for your household. But that conversation has to be had when your household's in. Right. And I can agree with that. Yeah. So that's, that's just... What were those other points we had on there? Like we uh, had... Um, matter of fact, somebody just asked about something specific that ties in to what we were just talking about. He said, my lady is watching now and wants to know if you guys are going to talk about intimacy being affected by arguments, social media, physical changes, children, etc." So we kind of hit that uh, a little bit, but we can we can hit that. We can. Of fact, I think that was a question we yeah, had. Yeah, that's like, that, that's what I was yeah, saying. Was How is it affected? Absolutely. So you having we not gonna say what the argument was about, but you I, I like that one about social media too. I didn't even think about that. I think that's. I mean, it it depends. That could be. But I think that's. But go ahead and hit that for us, bro. That's such a generation thing too. Also, man, yeah. In some aspects yeah. like people under the age of thirty or twenty five, like that can be a big thing in your household. For mine, it's not. That big of a thing. But I mean, especially like like I could think I can talk about something that we can all relate to is the fact of like, man, that, that the arguments or dis- or disagreements, like how you handle that maturely um, can affect the intimacy. And for some people, like I think we all had a sidebar conversation about that. Right. Like when we're on the outs, like 
We ain't trying to do nothing together. Like, yeah. people so, like that. Like, yeah, it's tough. But man. some people can still come together for the physical part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this guy. So. But for some people, they can't, right? Like, yeah. some people can't put that aside. And, like, that, like, when you're arguing and all that, like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't, I think, well, I'll let y'all express y'all views yeah, on it. But for me, yeah, like, I can, Disney, yeah. I, I mean, the, I can work to put it aside for the greater good of the physical relationship. But that's me. Yeah. No, I understand. I Because then I feel like that can lead to other problems, depending on how long your argument is going to last. Like, if you're not working to, you know what I mean, to resolve the problem, and now we have this other problem of lack of physical in our relationship because we didn't address this problem, and we got two problems at minimum. Yeah, yep, that's, yeah. That's, that's two that's two problems. And, and you know, like, depending on how the calendar works, once a disagreement <laughs> happens, you got to wait another week to address the physical. Oh, check this out. You know what I'm saying? He said, Vincent Gray said, the brother said that when you are having a hard time as men, we get quiet and pray and have the difficult conversation. I want to get some more um, elaboration on that when he responds to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that all can be affected. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that, that, that's all going to be affected, whether you can put it aside or not. But the reality is that you recognize that even if that does happen, like, yeah. man, you still got a bigger problem you got to yeah. work on because long-term, not just temporary, long-term, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. And so those problems got to be addressed because that's a part of intimacy as well. Yeah. Those problems got to be addressed. So if you had odds, you know, the, the, the money ain't right. You know, the kids running around. You tired because you work a crazy schedule. And it's like, it's just a conglomerate of things that can build that chasm to the physical, emotional, whatever kind of attachment you have with your mate. That can yeah. really. And even like, um, I just want to, you know, for the mothers and, you know, the husbands out here and the fathers, like, you know, you have to learn a new, like, to address physical intimacy after having children was extremely hard. Absolutely. It was extremely hard. And that was one of the things that was mentioned in that comment previous to the one you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Like, addressing, like, like, once after I had, you know, after our daughter, like, addressing physical intimacy with a toddler was very difficult. Like, I didn't like because sometimes you just feel like you're not you're you're now no longer number one. You now have someone else that's more important needs mom's attention more than you, you know, or your wife's attention more than you, and mm -hmm. you have to adjust. Like so, like ha after having children or even during the pregnancy, like if any of y'all right now in these comments are pregnant, I appreciate that time with your mate right now. And it's when that baby comes, it just. And then the question, cause somebody changes. else just brought it up. It says that we need to pray and have the hard conversation and staying silent is being stagnant. You don't want to stay in murky water. So no matter what the obstacle is, what is the benefit in communicating? What is the benefit in communicating openly with your mate about how things make you feel? Or looking at your current situation. Why is communication so important with that? 
Because a lot of people keep hitting on that. The communication aspect? Yeah. Why is that so important? Well, it's, it matters because we're talking about intimacy here. Yeah. But everybody's relationship is different. Like, you got to ask yourself, for one, as a woman, you got to ask yourself, have I created the proper platform or opportunities for my man to feel comfortable to talk to me? Yeah. Right? Um, what does that look like? There is no one thing of what it looks like because mm-hmm. if you ask each one of our wives and even anybody, let's say anybody we ever dated, anybody, right? Yeah. They're going to tell you three different perspectives of how to get them to open up. And mm-hmm. I guarantee it's not going to be the same way. Yeah. So I I'm not even going to sit here on this, on this yeah. microphone and lie to you, um, whoever had that question of, this is the perfect way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, for your man or somebody you're dating, I don't know. I just, I just think sometimes this is just. I guess we're taking it up a notch, and y'all, y'all could, y'all could shoot me now if I go too far. Um, but like sometimes you're in an argument, y'all both are going through it. It's been a day, like you know, all right, you, you know, let the sun not set with you in a provoked state. We understand that, but sometimes you just don't have the final eye to eye. Do y'all struggle with, in the back of your mind, you want to get back to that physical intimacy really quick because you're tired of this tension? Well, like, well, is that, is well, that normal? Well, the thing is, is that if we go off on that, we're kind of blurring what is happening that we need to fix. Right. And that's my thing. So everybody's different. So some may say, well, yeah, of course. But our focus has got to be on what is actually going to fix this situation so sometimes our minds are going to trick us that certain temporary things are going to make us feel better or relieved but the reality is that there may be other issues that are going on that even brought it up is a question of why now we're feeling this way so how do we use communication how do we use our minds to fix that as opposed to resorting to something temporary like sometimes hey say you know your wife is upset with you and you decide hey you know what let's go out to dinner Mm-hmm. Let's let's go let's go take a drive. I mean, if you have kids, a lot of preparation goes into that stuff. But say yeah. you you, yeah. you can't just you can't get, just, get, you can't up, just and get up and drive and go. Yeah. So what do you do when that tension is building and that is not a possibility? You got the kids. What in the world do you do? My wife gonna force me to talk. <laughs> she's gonna force you to talk. She's gonna force me to talk, <laughs> and she's gonna address it every single time. She's gonna say, like if like I'm so bad and stuck in my ways when it comes to that particular mm-hmm. aspect of our marriage. We're like, we'll beef. And then like, I go into bed and try to lay up on her on the side. And she'll be like, nope, we didn't talk. I'm like, <laughs> gotta talk. Like, it just shuts me right there. <laughs> 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 you gotta talk, man. Like, I get to cuff her at least. All right, let me hold you, you gotta girl. Talk, man. No, we gotta talk. That's mm-hmm. just, that is something she's going to hold above me and until we have that conversation and there's times we may not fully see everything like eye to eye, but we have to have a conversation. That's mm-hmm. her thing. So that's helped me. Somebody just DM'd you. I won't, I won't say what they said. Oh, no, no. Please don't. Please don't. Please, <laughs> I wanna, please. I'm not even going to We don't like that. We don't like that. We don't like, we don't like that. But uh, <laughs> I think more than anything, I think more than anything, well, I'll let you guys say it. I won't say it. What do you guys feel this conversation has done for us as men 
and also the perspective that we've gotten from some of the women that have tuned in. What do you think conversation of this topic has done for us as it comes to our intimacy with our mates in the many ways and the many layers that we discussed this evening? What do you guys think? I think it's taught people that we got to have a conversation, right? And um, if you're not having a conversation, you got to figure out why. Like we've, we've addressed several, several issues, right? Just the physical. We've talked about the, the finance. We've talked about the arguments. So for people who may feel like if I'll say this, if you have to leave this conversation, you may ask yourself, like, are we lacking in intimacy? You're probably lacking in intimacy. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But what do you do from here? And like I'm saying, my situation isn't perfect. So Just like everybody yeah, else. Is, right? Yeah. So I'm not sitting here as no guru on this uh, thing saying, hey, here's my self-help book. Here's what you do. We're just here having the conversation to, for one, we we see that it's a topic that people generally talk about once there's a problem. Yeah. And so what we're here to do is talk about it before there's a problem. Yeah, bounce stuff off of one another. That's why we wanted y'all feedback. Like, it's a it's a dialect. I mean, maybe somebody to say something that not just helps people on on, a, on IG Live, but shoot, you can help one of the three of us. You never know. Yeah. Um, but if you can walk away from this and you have questions as far as, hey, is are we lacking in something? Then you're probably lacking in something. And that's okay. Once again, like just, you got to talk about it with your spouse because if you in it, if you in the fight for life, like if this is somebody you chose, then you got to do the work and um, recognize that intimacy comes in different ways and men and women view it in different ways. And one of the misconceptions I think that we try to do as couples is that we try to love the person how we want to love them. And you can't do that. No. You have to love the person how they want to be loved uh-huh. to a degree. I like that. What you think, C? I think um, I can definitely agree with what Marcus said. Like, you know, we're not the gurus here. We're not, we don't know, we don't, we don't have the answers and there's no one way. But like, you want to leave this conversation, this discussion we had tonight, you know, seeing the different scenarios that came up and, thinking of ways you can be more connected to your mate because ideally that's what we all want. We all want to be closer to our mates. That's the person we chose, the life we live. That's the one we want to be with. And there's so many different times where you, you go through a difficult situation and you know, you didn't handle it right. And you get to, you get to have an open conversation as to, okay, I stunk at that argument, and I didn't really like the way we resolved our problem. We just went to physical, and we never really addressed the emotional aspect of it because two days later, we ended up arguing again, Doing the same and the thing. physical didn't work the second time mm-hmm. because now it's a bigger problem. So we just wanted to highlight tonight that there's more than one way to be intimate, and you can't just rely on one form of intimacy to be the defining moment of your marriage. Like you have to have all, you have to have emotional intimacy, mental and physical. They all have to be a part of your marriage. And I think tonight we were able to accomplish three aspects of the relationship that brings a couple together. Man, y'all got me at a loss for words, man. I'm proud of y'all because I ain't got that much to say. Did we hit everything? I know yeah, we didn't hit yeah. everything. No, we did, man. Did we? We hit everything, bro. 
I mean, I can read the outline between men and women, personal views, this couples, boy, love languages, pandemic, dude, who has a response, what happens, what happens to romance from finances, how does arguing affect? We had everything, bro. We had everything. Okay. So, this, so this is what I want to say to that. We appreciate everyone tuning in this evening. You guys, it's on a Friday night. Y'all could be anywhere in the world, but y'all here with the guys. So all we want to say in the stigma room, but unlocked the guys in the stigma room Um, unlocked door ain't locked no more. It's wide open. So we appreciate all of y'all's attendance. Again, we want to thank our guy top for holding us down for sure. Uh, We appreciate it because I just, you know, I want to give him some flowers on that because this was our first time being in a studio. Like we was in my basement. We was in my basement cooking up this content but now I just feel like we've elevated. Yeah. We elevated. I mean, we got the... I'm I'm a kid in the candy store. We got the headphones. We got the nice mics. I mean, come on. Like, let's embrace this. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we appreciate him again. Uh, this, this was wonderful. So hopefully we'll be able to do this again in the same type of setting. But it takes you guys. We really, really appreciate you guys' feedback. When we post things online and try to get your opinion... Uh, don't be afraid to engage with us because we want to continue to make this platform one where it's mainly for you guys. Um, this is an offshoot of Meet the Boss, obviously, uh, but just like with that platform, the whole goal of it is the people. It's you guys. It, it, it's your businesses. It's your thoughts. It's your relationships. These are the things that we draw energy from so that we can continue to provide this content that I think I'm speaking for all of us when I say I've gotten some real positive feedback. From the, right. the few of these that we've done. Yeah. And so, uh, it may not be right away, but Marcus. So I got one since we, I know we probably still got people online and we got a couple of minutes left. So let me ask our female listeners this. What do you think us as, what do you wish us as men understood more about your intimacy? Let's see. Let's see if somebody writes something. Somebody gonna write something. Somebody gotta write something. Somebody gonna write something. That's a good question. If you don't, if you don't talk, then we can't understand. And that, yeah. and that may be something that we we put out there post show to see what we can get, you know, along with some other subjects that you know may be on their minds. You know, we should probably start asking what's on the people's mind you know, before I, we decide what we want to do. You know what I mean? I think on this live, it's just it's ideal right now. It, it is. Yeah, I think I know somebody. Somebody gonna talk. Oh, uh, Gould Graphics and Art says to tap into our minds, I guess really getting to know them on a more of a mental level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Brothers Whiskey said, my girl said, ask again, she missed the question. What are some more things that you guys would be more interested in us as men figuring out as it comes to your needs, as it comes to intimacy? As women, what do you wish as women that we understood more when it came to female intimacy as men. Like we got one that said tap into our minds more. All right. Yeah. And that's a complex thing. Yeah. Like yeah. depending on, on that, the woman, that's that could a, be a complex a very thing. Very complex thing. So what, what is it? What else are we missing or do we need to have explained more as it comes to the female perspective on that closeness that we're talking about in all of the ways, again, we're not just talking about one way, but in all of the ways that we discussed, Oh, brother's whiskey. Shoot, he said. He he said. She. I guess that's her response. Sometimes we're just as physical. 
<laughs> we get that. Yes. So they they go that's in there. A, that's yeah. an honest woman. But, we, but that's a, but that's yeah. an honest woman. So sidebar, we call that high levels. Yeah, that's high levels. So what we and wanna, that's okay. You got to be honest with that. If that's 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 what it is, like don't be don't be ashamed, especially as a female, if that's what it is for you at that moment. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. So we we appreciate all you guys' comments this evening. This has really been good. I feel like we can build on this one. Absolutely. Or whatever else y'all want to talk about. Make sure y'all let us know. We're going to be getting this video up. Somebody said, we. she also said, we are complex. And like life changes, we change. That's another layer. You know, we people, know, we know people, that. We know people, change, people change all the time. Yeah. Guys do too, right? Yeah. So yeah. we appreciate everybody joining us this evening. This has been a wonderful experience. Thank you guys for having a real grown up, mature conversation with us. And uh, we look forward to doing it again in the future. So, hey, the guys in the stigma room unlock. We, we, we ready. We out. Take us out, Top. Take us out, Top. <laughs>